0: Welcome to the soccer podcast where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian. And this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. What's
1: up, man? What's up, man? Football King is in the building. Futsal King, that's right. Uh yeah, that starts tomorrow, right? Yeah, it starts tomorrow. Um, shout out just an early shout out to Alex Colt, man. Hooking me up with this guy from God Soccer to get my schedule back online. Um Everybody knows that the world ended when God they sport went board. down. The yeah, soccer world still ended. Down. Still down. It's still down. But uh, everybody knows the soccer world ended. So, um, yeah, man, we're, we're back on the God soccer legacy system. New system to learn some similarities. But um, I can see where people need glasses because the, the screen print is very, very small. It's smaller. Yeah. I mean, I wish they still had the scoreboard launcher. That would be cool. The what? they they have a they got soccer had an internal scoreboard so for like an event you could put it on like obviously an indoor event you could put on tvs and it would scroll through the scores and oh that's cool standings show you upcoming games oh wow i don't know when you have 200 games how effective that is (laughs) but pretty cool though if you're at a if if you're at a facility i mean obviously you could take off older games but i think it's pretty cool
2: yeah that's
0: cool um yeah i uh tomorrow i'm super happy to but to announce that i'm going to be going to the philadelphia
1: union game yeah i'm super happy to announce that i have a seat there maybe maybe hillary should take a, a cardboard cut out of me and put me there they were saying where's your boy at and i'm like man he's out here
0: working he's working uh it's gonna be cold but uh but no i'm i'm excited for it i think um i'm looking forward to i've never had well I, I did have season tickets to the unit before but uh it was a little different right because like i didn't feel like i was i didn't necessarily i wasn't committed to going to every game um this no, one i feel I like i'm committed to go in because i paid for it so uh so i'm committed to going in every game now so i'm i'm excited for it i'm i'm, I'm immersing myself in this i like mls culture to a certain extent um i've always followed it i just like this is different i think it's looking at it from a different perspective now now i'm like locked in i'm gonna be watching the standings checking all the scores
1: uh, it's cool i mean i think it's just cool like again I, I get it with mls like it's like man it's just it's just mls it's not yeah. the best but i mean mls it's a it's right here yep um great fan culture right it's yes. not a it's it's not an arena that's you know missing seats. Like every seat's going to be packed, so yeah. you don't have to, like you're not paying twenty dollars sitting in nosebleeds and you got a whole row to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Good culture. I mean, you know, you get to see some players that are on their way out. You know, like Shaqiri, um is on his way out. Uh, so like he um. Like it's also to see him, you know. It's also to awesome to like heckle Josie Altador who's on his way out. Like those, those older you games back? that were, huh? You back? I nah, in Mexico, man. They they got rid of him. That's what I thought. They told him never to cut. They exiled him from America. I like the fact there's a couple.
0: There's a couple. They're playing Columbus Crew tomorrow, so there's a couple. Um, there's at least one Argentinian player that I'm, you know, kind of excited to see. So that will be cool. Always, always like to keep up with the. Well, the Argentinian players in the MLS. It's always fun to be like, oh, cool. Like, I know I've seen him before and stuff like that. So
1: looking forward to it. Um Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'll miss game one, but I missed game one last year. So, hey, why not keep as the, as the game at home? Yeah, there you go. Hey, you know who won't be playing? Who? Corey Burke. <laughs> I
0: got I got something. I got something for you. I got something about that in a little bit. Not about uh, Corey Burke. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh today we got two interviews. Got some good
1: interviews, man. These are, these are some in good interviews. This
0: is a very this is a very Delaware centric interview podcast today. Um in opposite sides of the state, too, right? Opposite sides of the state. Uh so first interview, Bob Boos, Bob Boosier. Uh DYSA Hall of Famer. Uh long time soccer coach and and Delaware coach and in general instructor and stuff um and uh we talked to him about being part of the local organizing committee just like we talked to Wayne cox last year this year we talked to Bob um and it was really good cuz we ended up seeing Bob like seven times in, that,
1: in those 3 days after that yeah you saw him once and got him on the podcast and that we would see him again that guy was running yeah he was all over the place so it was cool um and
0: then interview with Pat Kilby uh, K Penlopen boys and girls soccer coach, um, and I think it's fitting considering that we start um, we start the season next week. We start high school seasons across the state all start next week. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the fact that it's I get to back to kind of a, a regular coaching schedule. Um, so I'm looking forward to to the high school season. So we talked to Pat Kilby, who uh, longtime high school soccer coach
1: so be cool at sussex central and Cape him open. that's right yeah so um yeah more born elegant against him in high school soccer i'm mean, gonna just throw that out there now just throw that out there all right there you go just throw that out there Throw it out <laughs> there. <laughs> okay cool perfect all right now we're just waving down people at uh podcast row we found uh bob boussier delaware legend um if you go back to uh, quote me if from wrong glasgow back in the 90s and 80s paul booton um josh katz dc lavender a lot of delaware guys came out of glasgow um so yeah bob boost nice to have you on the podcast
2: well thanks so much it's great to be here
1: so uh do you want to tell us a little bit about your uh, role here at the usc convention
2: yeah i serve on the uh what they're calling the local organizing committee and um we've been helping out since tuesday uh the committee is represented by a lot of delaware coaches um Because Wayne Cox, the coach, the former coach at Delaware Military Academy, um, is the chair. So he recruited us to to help out. Basically, our jobs right now, um, we sign in players that are going to be demonstrating for the different presenters. And um, once we get them signed in, waivers are signed and everything, we escort them up to the field that they're going to be demonstrating on introduce them to the coach and then our job is done and we go back downstairs and sign in the next two or three teams friday saturday um thursday friday saturday very busy days we're registering two to three teams an hour and uh just trying to keep everyone organized and then we get them upstairs and like i said we hand them over to the coach and we're done
1: so what goes into like finding these teams? What do you, what, what kind of work goes in behind the scenes?
2: Yeah, um I should mention um Leo Marinello is uh, the coach at Conrad School of Science. Joe Manlove is the assistant coach at Anum School. Um, who else is down there? Um those two come to mind immediately, but we reach out to various contacts uh in Delaware concentrated in delaware but also eastern pennsylvania and southern new jersey we also have committee members representing those areas two members from the eastern pennsylvania youth soccer association um very helpful in securing teams um some coaches from south jersey that have brought some teams over as well What's up, guys um but yeah we've got all the uh the clubs in um in Delaware represented with a team or a couple of teams demonstrating and getting in front of these, uh, parents, coaches and, and everyone else. So a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that's definitely awesome. Um,
0: so I have a, I have a quick story with about Bob, uh, and he, I don't know if you might remember, he might not. So I did my C license at Bryn Athen college, uh, probably four years ago, four or five years ago. Yeah. With Mike Barr and Gary Mike Stevenson Barr. and Lou and, Atkinson and Lou, you came up with Lou just <laughs> randomly to watch me and Dan coach uh, <laughs> that's right to make sure that we were doing our job um but I wanted to ask you uh what what have you seen in your all of your years as a progression from a coaching education standpoint uh you know we we've had lou and and Mike on the podcast before talking about coaching education um and and where have you seen the development of that and how important is this convention towards that as well?
2: The convention is wonderful because you just can meet so many different people that represent so many different organizations. I would say the biggest change that I have seen in the thirty plus years that I've been coming to this back when it was the National Soccer Coaches Association of America um is one, the number of people. But um one of my favorite things i saw on social media was uh i'm here at the nscaa convention too many business suits not enough training suits and i think what the that individual was saying was that this has really become a major industry yeah absolutely whether it be uniforms uh clubs There's a lot of branding going on right now. Um, So that, I would say, just the growth of this organization, which used to be done all by volunteers, registration, signing in, everything. Um, And the advancing of these coaching courses and United Soccer Coaches now is offering a full slate curriculums that you can use for your coaching advancement it's no longer the sole propriety of um u.s soccer um in terms of coaching education so for a club now you can recommend that hey if you really want to advance do the u.s soccer curriculum c b a F E D, you know, all those different levels. And even there you can say if I want to go for my B license, I can take a pathway B or A. Right. Professional mm-hmm. Amateur. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's um the the growth alone is just incredible.
1: I mean you even think about it now, you have the media section of it, right? Like you got media, you got you know the exhibit hall that's going to open up later tonight, with the um, all the shopping, branding, improving your club, and then all the, the on-field sessions, the classroom sessions. You know, it's an awesome experience.
2: It's it's a really an awesome experience. Good and, food
1: across the street,
2: and that growth across the country and everywhere else is just incredible. I'm actually I have a friend coming in from Tampa, just took a job with um, a club down in Florida, and he's coming up. Just to investigate all the different things that might be offered to this club. So whether it be yeah. turf or uniforms or whatever, he's coming up here for two days. Just yeah. to go to the exhibit area. Yeah, absolutely. and just from a networking standpoint, who would have done that ten years, right. twenty right. years ago? Yeah.
0: Does that speak also about the growth that we've seen in Delaware? I've been in Delaware for seven years, and I've seen the growth internally there. Obviously, you've been there a lot longer have you seen that growth and even from what you and Lou started so many years ago and kind of set that path forward um have you seen that growth and then this to a certain extent younger generation of coaches coming up leo is leo's one of them you know yeah where have you seen where have you seen that growth and where now it's making an impact delaware's making an impact nationally there where have you
2: seen that growth it's, it's really been interesting to track that growth. Uh, again, I think for our younger coaches, if we have somebody to say, hey, you know, my kid got involved in the game. I'm really turned on to it now. I want to coach. The menu of options are there. So like I said earlier, it could be an F license, E or D, if that's the pathway you want to take. Or the more user-friendly classes that, United Soccer Coaches offers. Um, I was talking to Vince Gansberg, the director of coaching for United Soccer Coaches, and he's doing a national diploma here. And he was talking about how great the candidates are. But I was also talking to him about when he and Lou Atkinson used to do some of these courses. You found time to sit down with candidates one-on-one in a small group a large group informally and just talk the game yeah you know um with a federation that is it's much more rigid, rigid yeah. and it's much more i can't really talk to you you're a candidate i'm going right. to be giving you yeah. a license to coach at this level um so i think you know again a lot of options different pathways different approaches
0: um do you have any Lou is Lou is probably one of my favorite people in the world. Um, not only from a mentorship perspective, but I think just, uh, just somebody that, uh, when I text him or he texts me, or I get a phone call from him on a random day at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And it's, it's, it, it's somebody I want to for sure, pick up the phone. Um, do you have any loose stories or one loose story that you, that you can share with us, uh, that, that, that,
2: So I was the first director of coaching for the state of Delaware, Delaware Youth Soccer Association. And somebody calls me and says, I got a guy down here in Dover wants to get involved with with the the coaching and all this, you know, can he do, I don't remember what license it was, but uh, I said, you know, sure. So I'm running around like a madman. Um, We were at Shooty Park. And um trying to get cones down and I'm kinda looking at Lou like I don't know you, but I'm thinking you're a novice, so you're here to learn. And we hadn't had an opportunity to talk beforehand or anything. So first session, I think it was dribbling or something. Lou nails it. Better <laughs> than any session i could have possibly have run and you know back then the candidates played and you always have some good candidates and not so good candidates and the way he managed that group i just wanted after the end of the session i just want to say hey you you do the rest of this (laughs) 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 they're going to have a much better experience so underestimating you under ability (laughs) um really kind of taught me a lesson like don't have these preconceptions going in and uh but ever since i mean this is back in the late 80s early 90s i'm doing this with him and um he's been a dear friend i was talking to him this morning um about him coming up because people are asking if he's coming and uh unfortunately he's got he's getting over this respiratory issue so he won't be coming, unfortunately. Uh, Well, got to love
1: Lou. Got to gotta, gotta, gotta love a good Dover Luke. story. I mean, <laughs> Absolutely. You know? That hits home right there. Shooting Park, Dover, you know, it's, it's a great story.
2: Well, here I am. I'm a transplant from New York, uh, moved here in 87. And so Wilmington, New really Wilmington, Newark are those two areas. My first coaching job was at Caravel. Right. And uh then I left Caravella to go to Glasgow. But so I knew the Newark Bear yeah. area and I knew the Wilmington area. But um Lou's the one that like was always pushing Dover. Like we have CDSA down here. Yeah. We mm-hmm. are a big organization and it just opened my eyes, you know, and now we've got coastal and we've got Henlopen and we've got you know, so the state is just no, well, so much, man. Yeah.
0: Well, Bob, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having. It me. was it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, I think we need to now find a way to schedule a Mike Barr, Lou Atkinson, Bob Bussier Bouss- episode. episode. Yeah. episode.
2: That would be fun. I was talking to Mike yesterday uh, just before he did a session.
1: It was great to catch up with him.
0: Yeah, Mike's coming on the podcast tomorrow afternoon. Is he? Yeah.
1: I think, I yeah. think Bob said he was responsible for Mike getting to a session. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh,
2: running down the hall, I'm like, I'm doing a session. You ought to come. I'm like, what time? And he goes, I don't know. Where is it? I don't know. <laughs> Yep, the that's,
1: same thing to us. Yeah, he
0: said the same thing to us when we ran into him. He's yeah, like, like, Mike, mean, we're going to your session. He's like, great. Do you know
1: where it is?
2: And, and like, Wayne Cox played for Mike yeah. at William Penn High School. Yeah. Thing. Awesome. Which is, yeah, legend. I mean, Mike is just a legend. Yeah. Uh, I played against god. you.
1: I don't know if you know that. Really? Back in the Dover days, 2009, Dover days? 2010, 2011, 2012. Oh, my Dover god. Dover Archmere. Every year we played you guys.
2: That's right. Yeah, because of Paul Booten. Paul Booten, yeah. yep.
1: yep. And Lou. Lou, and Lou. In the last and two Lou.
2: years absolutely great people well that's Bob, the great thing about this game everybody yeah. You know, yeah
1: it's great it's
2: just the friendships and the relationships are fantastic
0: well Bob thanks so much
2: for coming on thanks so much for having me I appreciate it go Delaware
1: yeah hey, absolutely on CDSA we're talking about Dover High we're talking about Henlopen. we're talking well, about it
2: all talking this about ODP
1: is, back in the day d- no doing this is, this is one of those interviews
0: where I I just sit here and learn and uh because yes, sir. The, it, it, I mean this is the second Kilby we've had on the podcast. Is this the better Kilby? I'll let him answer the question. I don't wanna I don't wanna start any family drama, well, especially since they're coaching together
1: again this year. So uh well, I'm gonna go out and say that um Steve or Pat said that Steve gets him the coffee. Oh <laughs> he's the coffee guy. He's the he carries the ball bag. Yeah, well. So, Pat, Pat Kilby is on the podcast with us, head coach at Cape Penlope high school. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. So, Pat, man, um, one of my former coaches back in ODP back in the day. Um, we also had the pleasure of going to the same high school, not at the same time. I had the pleasure of... Is he trying to... Wait, 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 wait. Let's back up. Is he trying to say that, that, he's, that, he's,
0: that he's younger than you? He is younger than me. Uh, i don't believe uh, that uh, well uh, uh,
1: thank you for that (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) no we uh yeah i coached a season odp and uh what year how old were you then
1: i don't know cdsa was still a thing shooty park was still a thing so it had to be i
3: was with i was assisting brian sprinkle i think yeah
1: brian sprinkle and uh he uh i think
3: at the time he was a goalkeeper coach at university of delaware
1: it's whatever the first year you can play odp maybe U 13 13 maybe yeah, the first year you can play odp yeah
3: they they paired me up with brian and i was with your group and it was a good good little team it we did well In-
1: interesting team yeah, yeah. um so but, let's talk about let's talk about the the fact that you're coaching with your dad again yeah so he hired yeah. him, so he, he stopped losing in the rivalry, right? Is that, Was that
3: part of it? Yeah, guys, you're coming at me early with this. <laughs>
0: that, this is why this is... You you know, know. See? This, this, well, we're gonna make Pat he, choose who's like his favorite host. <laughs> <this>. Yeah, well... <laughs> definitely, definitely <laughs> not doing it. <laughs>
3: uh, but no, um, you know, my dad was at Indian River High School, I believe it was 22 years. Uh, and, you know, he was... he's living in Milton. Which is probably about maybe a forty-five minute drive from Indian River, and he's been he was been doing that drive every day for you know twenty years I guess, and uh, he's he's not getting any younger. Uh, and he wanted to work a little closer to home, and uh, so he applied for a job at Cape, got it, you know, and uh, he's teaching in the Sussex Consortium and the Cape Henlopen School District and the suite the the sweet uh the sweet part of it is like he he and i get to coach together and on top of that he coaches gets, his granddaughter Yeah, my daughter sarah is going to be a junior in the girls program this year and he coached her club team this year and he'll be coaching with me at the high school uh with her on the team so that's gonna be pretty special it's awesome
1: i was trying to beat your dad when i played him out there was a little bit of extra edge there to say hey man i took down one of the greats yeah <laughs> uh, but we i think we ended up tying that game oh boy um that's awesome it's awesome to have your dad back you know i i think that you know for you it was always and i know they hype it up down in Texas county the kilby rivalry but it's awesome to see you guys together to see yeah can you build can you can you build him a bit?
3: yeah well you know it's 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 funny you talk about the rivalry and you know dan cook who writes for the cape gazette down there and lewis deemed it the kilby bowl <laughs> uh, add a little American, so- uh, American football esque to the title, I guess you know. But yeah, uh, he, um, he, yeah, he named it that, and every year he writes an article. the The Indian River newspaper writes an article, and uh everyone who plays soccer in Sussex County or you know knows about it. And I was fortunate enough to beat him a couple times, so that was fun. Couple times,
1: yeah. Was that the Henlopen days or the Sussex Central days? Never in the Sussex Central days. Oh, Only man. in the
3: Cape Open days. Oh, that's because uh, yeah. you guys are in the same
1: district. Oh, he was getting was all like, the good kids like, to come oh,
3: there. I am no comment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he left but, them with the leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> but what uh, what uh,
0: what, what is it like? Have you guys have, have you guys gotten
3: kind of to coach together before? Is this will be the first time that you've uh, officially coached together? I think this is the first time we've officially coached together. You know, um, I played for him. You know, club going back to the old cdsa days Mm -hmm. uh in the 90s uh, i played for him there for six or seven years um super talented team
1: uh there you go man don't sleep on cdsa man
3: uh, he was my high school coach at dover uh i was class of 2000 there and uh conference champions yeah conference champions two years in a row there uh my junior and senior year uh, so look, it, 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 there's a long history there of playing for him, and then there's a, a long history there of me p- coaching against him, and I hope to build a long history of us coaching together. That's so awesome. it would be fun.
0: What do you think the dynamic's going to be like?
3: Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> he, um, you know, it's the joke I always, I, I always tell people when they ask, you know. Because you know, when he first came on board, he said, "I've never been anybody's oh, yeah. assistant." <laughs> he goes, "I'm not sure what to do." So, whatever you need me to do, I said, "Well, Dad, the first thing you need to know is how I like my coffee." <laughs> and uh, he he, he kind of laughed, but uh, no, he, he's a good sport. He's funny about it, but um, no, he so far the dynamic works really well because um, I can sit back and he can run a session, and I can watch. And not only can I evaluate players and, and so forth under the, uh, under the topic in which I say, hey, dad, can you run a session on, on this or that? Um, he'll do it, and it's a high-level session, and I'm fortunate to have that resource, and I can sit back, watch, and evaluate, and chime in here or there, and he does the same for me um, when I run a session. So it's, we're super fortunate at Cape to have such a, a talented coaching pool with so much experience because i also have gary montalto with us um and he won he just won an award here at the convention um for i i can't remember the exact phrasing of it but it's for longevity and coaching and and um he's been with our program for a while so we have him we have joe rupar who played at sally's joe is a great great resource he's younger than me um so when maybe i don't relate as well to the guys on certain things or areas or aspects He's there. Uh, I also have Tyler Nichols who played for me at the high school uh, and uh, coached with him at Henlopen Soccer Club. And he's he's a great resource as well. So at Cape, we have such a deep deep coaching uh, uh,
1: staff, if you will. So, awesome. Let's talk about the, uh, you, you do annual college tours. I think mean, I know you do it on the men's side. Do you do it on the women's side as well? Yeah. So this spring we're traveling.
3: So what I do with the high school team at CAFE is boys and girls, we go on an overnight trip. I schedule some matches and we, we visit some colleges. So for the boys this year, we went to Boston and we visited Northeastern University. They just hired a brand new coach. I think he came over from UNH. I believe, in uh, University of New Hampshire. Um, could be wrong on that, but I think that's what, I, what he told me. But anyway, we, yeah, we, got, we get to tour the athletic facilities, meet the coach, meet some of the players, ask questions, learn how to be recruited by a D1 coach. Because, I mean, Northeastern's a pretty, pretty strong program. Um, so that's what the boys did in the fall. And then we played uh, East Boston High School and Boston Latin School, which was uh, two talented groups. They tested us pretty well. And for the girls, uh, we're going to South Carolina this spring. We'll stay in Hilton Head. We're gonna visit College of Charleston and we're gonna visit uh SCAD, uh Savannah School of Art and Design. Um, so uh and meet their players and coaches and so forth, so on. So
1: how did that how did that get started? Yeah.
3: Well, to be honest with you, um, it's funny, like I see what Sally's does and they go on their overnight trips mm-hmm. and um, they, they travel the country and you look at their raw, their schedule, excuse me, they look at their schedule and I think they play maybe eight or nine games a year out of state. And um, I think in my community in the Lewis uh Rehoboth, Milton, Harbison, um, Lincoln. Harbison. Yeah, yeah, Lincoln, that you know, our Dewey Beach that we have a great community mm-hmm. uh, in our school district and they support us. Um, so when I said hey, I want to do something like this and our booster parents and our school administration asked to go for it. So we do it every year now. Uh and I tell you what, like uh, the kids just come together. They yeah. really do. It's um, a bonding experience. It really is, and especially this last Boston trip because we we didn't do hotels. We did a Verbo VR, VRBO or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got a massive house that sleeps twenty six, and uh, the wow. kid, the, the boys, cooked, they cleaned, the dishes, and, <laughs> we, and and it was a lot of fun. How, how was the cuisine? Uh, he, was it edible? Yes, it was. It was very edible. Uh, they did a good job. They did. <laughs> Pat ended up on the Grubhub after. <laughs> Shh, don't tell me, buddy. <laughs> but I think.
0: But I think that speaks to the to this idea that that yes, high school's doing a really good job from an academic standpoint of getting kids to to. But but there is a there is a level of responsibility that you're taking on from a from a sports perspective that and and you might have it that not every single one of your players wants to play college soccer or might not get the opportunity to play college soccer but you've exposed them to something different mm-hmm. um i think there's a level of responsibility especially for for players that are younger freshmen or sophomores to now have that overnight trip mm-hmm. and have the ability to figure out how to how to manage that without mom dad or whoever to be there with them so i think that's a that's
3: a really cool experience and i'm sure at those ages yeah, it's, it's, they re- it's, 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 they, re- they really appreciate it right yeah and you know the other side of it is like Just like any other school, public school setting, the socioeconomic status within your program goes high to low and everything in between. And um, when we take a step back and look at the number of kids that wouldn't be able to visit a college because of that, because of their socioeconomic status, um, you know, at least they got to see one or two on these trips. So um, I, I think the kids really enjoy it. I know parents are thankful for it because you know it's providing them with a pretty cool experience
1: oh you guys got a good financial backer down there
3: jimmy allen right oh jimmy allen's awesome uh <laughs> cape grad uh and
2: you can awesome. tell us a little
1: bit about uh, i know he does some stuff um in your school district can you tell us a little bit about what he does because that's i mean you know we all you always hear artists say they give back but oh yeah jimmy allen always goes back to delaware but more specifically goes back to the cape school district
3: yeah so he'll he'll host a concert bottle and cork or the starboard or wherever um uh, sometimes uh, i can't remember the name of it now but there's that open field there Hudson, Hudson Field there you go he'll do a concert there and he'll take those proceeds and say hey you know what's going back to my old elementary school it's going back to HOB elementary in Milton
1: I think he, he raised like 40,000 there's yeah. like 40,000 he gave to the school so that's it's pretty awesome yeah he's really he's he's a
3: he's a class act that guy it's awesome so. What is uh, can you give us a
0: little preview? I mean, I'm I'm not trying to get a scouting report, nah, but maybe previews, nah, hey, no previews. Hey, hey. No previews. Can we do a preview on the on the girls', girls season as it's coming up pretty soon now for tape or in cape general? Minus
1: two and a half. For, for against cape, I mean, let's, I mean, yeah. let's go well, cape, listen, um, cape versus Odessa, minus two and a half.
3: We've um, <laughs> our,
0: I started the year off. Listen, I let's go back to 2022 for a second. First year in the varsity program for Odessa. Uh, our first game of the season, we decided that we want to play Ursuline. Uh, Did not go as planned. (laughs) Then we drove down to 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 Cape. Luckily, Pat was able to hook us up with a room because our bus situation made us get there seven hours before the game or something like that. So we it we felt like a layover to flight. I
1: bet, you, I bet you the heat was rocking in that room too. It made you guys all drowsy. No, Kabir- no, 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 no. We
0: had a fantastic room. The girls were able to be there, and then we and then we were able to play in a, in a really fun match, which was for us was a really good competition. Yeah, uh, in a fantastic stadium. So. But let's let's talk about what do
3: you you know what what are you looking forward to in the in the spring? Well, uh, for the girls that we have, uh, we've got a junior class that have been together for quite some time. Uh, they play club together at Henlopen, um, and they have a strong love for each other, great familiarity, uh, know each other well, um, and they, you know that's my daughter's class, and we'll probably I you know ballparking it here because obviously tryouts haven't happened yet. Of the, that junior class, I believe maybe 11, 12, 13 of them will be on varsity this year. Um, and, again, it's a strong group. Uh, you know, we've got some transfers that come in. Cape's funny like that. We've we got such a crazy, crazy growth uh, down Sussex County in our area. Um, and we've got four kids, I think four kids, that girls that have just moved in from the uh, different areas, and they've got some pretty heavy playing experience. So, you know... It, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we can say that we've got all the talent in the world, but unless we find a way to make it work, it's all, you know, it's all for naught. And I think that the girls that I have coming back realized that we had a lot of talent the last two years and, um, we let it go. We, we, we let what could have been successful seasons go by the wayside and we didn't qualify for the state tournament. And, um, I think our girls are hungry to get back to that because we had a pretty long-standing history of making the tournament and being competitive and um, you know we'd really like to see that happen again
0: um, what do you think about the the girls soccer in general going into the state into the into the
2: 2023 season
3: <sighs> you know it's um, Delaware for me I think the talent level is underrated uh, I think Delaware's got such talented soccer players on both on both sides of uh, uh, of uh, you know boys and girls, and um, you know, with with that being said, I think our geographical location kind of hurts us and helps us at the same time. Like Delaware, tucked in between Baltimore, DC, Philadelphia, nobody really thinks much about it, but then you drive out to those surrounding. Population centers and the competition that we play against on the club level, it's all there. And I think that we're fortunate to have that level of competition in the club setting and bring it back to the the high school game in Delaware, because I think it's uh, upping our level and ability to play. Um, And... You know, just thinking about the boys' side, you know, TJ Hastings from Apo is going to Virginia, and uh, <clears throat> the player of the year from uh, from Sally's, uh, oh god, J- Jake, Ross Jake Ross is going to West Virginia. West Virginia. So, I mean, my goodness, we, we do have the talent, you know, on the girls' side. Uh, <sighs> Desiree, Zapata. Desiree, Desiree Zapata, Zapata, is Zapata is going Vill- to Villanova. Villanova, so Jasmine Bailey is going to VCU. Yep, so. I mean, we have the talent level here, um, and I think people are starting to see that just by the commits from this this past year.
1: I mean, Cape has a couple of You have a professional player, right, that played in your program?
3: Yeah, Zach Geloff uh, played soccer for Cape all four years, Uh baseball player.
1: Baseball, that's right. Yeah. He, yeah.
3: he went on and played at the University of Virginia. His brother, Jake, is there now at the University of Virginia. Um, but Jake, uh, sorry, not Jake, Zach was drafted by the Oakland Athletics and I believe he's in the minor league system, working his way up. There you go. So I've been following him. Yeah, he's. You
1: gotta give yourself some credit, man.
3: Well, hey, we Did... what, with the capes, you know, and then his uh, there's an, um. Oh gosh, I, I can't remember her name off the top of my head now. She plays with North Northeast, uh, Northwestern, and Chicago. Plays for the women's national team for field hockey. It will come to me, but uh, you know, Cape's got quite a bit Cape, of.
1: Cape's a field hockey and girls' across school, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that, it was just some dynasties down yeah. there. You got to give yourself some credit, man. No, I mean, hey, we got we we, we definitely have talent. It's, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, the Rehoboth Beach community. I mean, I think Pat has something to say to uh, one of our hosts um, that's not here at the convention. Uh, the 2012 boys coach. I think he has something. Oh, he wants, he, to, he, he wants he to ask has, Anthony. He, you go ahead and put it out <laughs> on the podcast. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, because he's going to listen.
3: Hey, Anthony, my emails have been unanswered.
1: <laughs> he I wants to
3: smoke. I, I just want to get our 2012 boys together, man.
1: Go <laughs> ahead, Just Anthony, tell him you have the best 2012 team in the state. Go ahead, tell him.
3: Anthony, I believe we have the best 2012 boys team in the state. <laughs> and you're missing out on the competition, man. <laughs> and the great fields. Oh, uh, yeah, the great fields. We got yeah, those uh, Bermuda
1: grass fields down yeah, there. Yeah, tell now. us about it. Uh, real quick, and Just tell us about the Sandhill complex. Yeah. Because that's so, brand new.
3: Yeah, that's a, um, it's a, I believe the town of Georgetown County, Sussex County, and some private investors or whatnot put it together. Eight grass, uh, Bermuda grass fields. Um pretty sweet f- uh, facility i believe they're in the works for a uh, indoor field um i don't know where they are on that uh but that's definitely been talked about and planned through a little bit um you know it's funny we um we at henlopen soccer club we would run our rec program at the area schools you know hob or or, Mar- or mariner middle in, in milton would be lining our own fields and the, you know, it just, Oh God, it was a mess. And, um, we did the best we could with what we had. <laughs> and our rec program was somewhere around 250, 300 kids. If that maybe, uh, as soon as we moved to Sand Hills, like the next year it was 400 and 550. Now we're up to 700 plus rec players. Uh, so we've grown quite a bit over the last two, three years being at Sandhill. Um, you know our select program i believe is now between 3 and 400 players so we're we're growing that as well so it's it's uh,
1: facilities help right
3: facilities you know you yeah
2: if you, if you build it, missing. they will come you know <laughs> the old
3: mantra from field of dreams yeah you seriously the the fields really helped us out so well
0: pat thanks so much for coming on uh we're looking forward to the season looking forward to the the play day yeah
3: march 4th
1: yeah, 22 be, teams yeah it should be fun. It should be Pat, really Pat's real. good. Pat's good, you know, and I, uh, it's something he doesn't give himself credit. He's good at organizing those play days yeah. and kind of events. Like he really does a great job reaching out to the coaches and and putting that stuff together. And it, it really brings the coaches and the clubs closer because you know some of us try to do it. We're not the best organizers, and it doesn't work. Okay. But you know, Pat, every time it's been a success.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you guys. that's Thanks for the kind words. Thanks for the good press. And good luck to you guys. And thanks for having me. You guys are awesome.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it.
3: hey guys. How are you doing? Uh I want to run through a few things somewhat
0: not yeah, I wanna run through a few things real quick before we before we to the player of the match and we wrap up the episode. Um Champions League in the Europa League
1: all this weekend, all this past week. Yeah, I'm I'm on ten dollars on Tuesday. I picked the games, right? Yeah, you did. You picked you picked Madrid and uh and um Napoli. Yeah. Well, my boy picked Napoli. He asked me Madrid or Liverpool. I told him Madrid. That boy was sweating after that first like 20 minutes when they were down. (laughs) to nothing. (laughs) He was like, nah, man. He was like, what's wrong with you? He's like, why did I pick them? He's like, just win. Five, two, and I'm like, just just a genius over here. I'm a goat. (laughs) Um,
0: yeah, what a weird game that was. A lot of goalkeeping errors in that game. A lot of goalkeeping errors. Um and then Inter uh beats Porto in the first in their first game with a late goal from Lukaku. City tides Leipzig. Um, which I think I don't think it'll be concerning considering they were playing in, in Germany. I think once they go back to England, I think it'll be they'll be able to pull that off. Um, obviously the the, the biggest one is definitely the Real Madrid Liverpool game there. Yeah. And then um so and then in the Europa League. Um I mean ultimately the biggest Xavi out thing is that
1: that Shabby's out that bitch United <laughs> beats Barcelona Barcelona lost and is that they're out Xavi's out who cares if you can win La Liga and only give up four goals or whatever they have given <laughs> up <laughs> you gave up more goals in two games in the Europa League yeah you have all season you can't you can't yeah. battle with the giants it, yeah conference league here we come
0: yeah, do they go to the conference league after this? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think that's it. I think you're done. I think you're done
1: after this one. How do you get to the? Con? You just gotta be bad to be.
0: No, to get in the conference league, you would have to go out in the group stage of the Europa League. Ah, gotcha. If you're if you're not in that first place, I think you go into the conference league. I Makes think sense. something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it. Two games went to went to PKs. Shakhtar beats Rennes uh, on PKs and goes through. And then um, Leverkusen beats Monaco and goes through on PKs. So some good games. Interesting results. Um Sevilla Sevilla goes through even though uh PSV wins two nothing with a red card. And their goalkeeper got punched in the face. Yeah. Uh Juve, Juve goes by a fan. Through. <laughs> three goals by Di Maria.
1: Uh, here he goes. You see the flag. Everybody can imagine the Argentinian flag just waving over here. <laughs> Big upset. Ajax getting knocked
0: out by Union Berlin.
1: Interesting. Yeah. you probably an American on Union Berlin. What? I so said there's probably an American on Union Berlin. I don't think so.
0: But Union Berlin, um, um, almost like the the underdog so far, but they they've went through and they're 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 through um
1: and uh Roma goes Jordan P see I'm waving my American flag
0: there you go good job
1: um Even his name is like starts with an S sometimes and it's Fock other times that's right
0: um but yeah so so that's kind of the wrap up there um the she believes Cup Happened this this last couple of days
1: or last USA week or so. Cup? It's just called the USA Cup. <clears throat> it's called the She Believes Cup. She believes that the USA will win. I
0: mean, the like, USA. I believe that we will win. <laughs> the USA did win, only giving up one leg goal against Brazil, and that was the only game of that the that's the only goal they gave up in the tournament. Uh, they win all three games. I think they strategically pick. They were close games, though. I mean, they they beat Japan only one nothing. Uh, be Canada 2-0 or yeah, 2-0 and then um, Brazil 2-1 to so it's close games so it's, it's good good tournament good to get some competition in um, I also want to bring up the fact that the playoff tournament was happening for the Women's World Cup um, Argentina goes 3-0 in this, so they were invited as a friendly um, I guess a friendly squad so they were able to add some extra games in. So New Zealand got so they got to play Chile first and they beat them three nothing. Um and they got to play New Zealand um twice and beat them both times two nothing and one nothing. Um and it's the first time in 20 years that Argentina's been New Zealand. So good preparation for them for the World Cup. And then out of the playoffs, uh, the teams that made it into the women's World Cup: uh, Panama made it into the women's World Cup, Haiti made it to the women's World Cup, and Portugal made it in. So those are the three teams
1: that won that playoff and are in the group stage. So the group stages are set, locked. Somebody's in the playing the US. I think there's a Panama that's playing the US. Yeah. L. So we will just like we did with the with the men's World Cup.
0: Uh, I don't need a bracket. We are going to do we are going to do a women's world 21. cup bracket. We are going to do one. <laughs> USA. Uh we're gonna do one. We're gonna do an entire bracket since we have thirty-two teams. Um, we're gonna do one. Uh
1: we'll go through them and discuss them leading up to the to the world cup. Yeah, I mean, hey, USA back to back. So hey. Can't beat us, join us. Yeah. We'll take your best player, make an American. <laughs> they can get married. We'll, we'll marry a month since you know Mallory Pugh is now Mallory Swanson. I just made that connection. You just, you just figured that out. I was like, dude, this is whoever Mallory Swanson is, tearing it up. I don't know where <laughs> she Mallory came Pugh. from. So yeah, and I finally look her up and I'm like, oh, she just got married. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah, no. it was. Um, um, There's another player like that too. she's married to Drew Holiday. She doesn't play anymore but like i was like man this girl came out of nowhere and started tearing it up she Married drew holiday like the basketball player yeah maybe she's lauren holiday oh huh. but she's she was lauren something else but i was like man this girl came out of here nowhere and just tore it up but you got to remember that when women get married they lauren cheney yeah she was good yeah and it was just like man where did she come from where did they find lauren holiday yeah yeah, they're still they're still together. Yeah. Good for them. Um Milwaukee's well, yeah. cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <clears throat>
0: that's right. Um, all right, player of the match. Uh my player of the match goes out to the Philadelphia Union.
1: Because uh, Payton a U on his chest tomorrow for the game. That's right. Not only all does kind of play <laughs> him a deep spot. not only not
0: only does the does the season start tomorrow. Um the Philadelphia Union has now done this thing called the U- the Union Way presented by Subaru on YouTube. Hey. Um and uh so yeah so they have um they have these uh they're they're doing what seems to be like they're doing these uh like a little show on YouTube where they they talk about the season and things like that. Um so episode 1 is ready to, is already up and running. It came out yesterday. Um, so it's like 25 minutes. Looks pretty cool. It's like an inner inside look into like the preparation of the preseason so far. So I'm assuming they'll they'll kind of go through it through the entire year, um, or hopefully they do. Um, but one of the first things that Jim kern talked about is the fact that uh, you know, there only there's only two players that left the the squad. It was Paxton Aronson and Corey Burke, and he said, you know, Corey's gonna be a presence that will be missed on the on the squad.
1: In the locker room, maybe. And I, don't, I don't know about on the field. You said on the field, man. He said on the field, Corey Berg's goat. What's the silence for, man? Because basically thinking of all the goals Paxton would have scored if Corey wasn't in his way. <laughs> I am telling you, man, you keep messing with this
0: guy. This guy will find you one day. Hear about I'll this. I'll go
1: find him. And he will, he will take you out. I'll take him out. I'll go to a Red Bull game. Corey sucks. Heckle them. you gonna heckle them? Uh, no, that's cool though. I think that they uh they should cool. consider using cool. my Subaru in the promo. Yeah. Other than the like uh chromed out Subaru they have in the plaza before games. The gold one? The gold one, yeah. yeah. I kind of got a nice Subaru too. All black. Yeah. If you want to do like an all black one, blacked out. <laughs> like a like a Batmobile kind of thing. A Batmobile. I just gotta get a black license plate, but yeah. they could pay for that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just. It, I'll tell you after. <laughs> I'll use I'll use the Union credit. You got the Philadelphia Union credit card number.
0: I'll I'll, I'll tell you the joke after. Um, but uh,
1: um, player of the match. a player of the match. Alex Cole. Alex Cole. Alex Cole. Out here working, man. Out here. Out here with God's soccer transferring tournaments over the last minute last week obviously had a head start on this one this week probably had to i think they had to redo their fc europa brackets and schedules for next week (laughs) well him and joe so shout out to sideline solutions can't can't just put it all on alex but yeah shout out to Sideline solutions shout out to alex for giving me his contact that god soccer for getting me up and running for my tournament this weekend Shout out to Kent County Parks and Rec Center for allowing us to come back another year for Union Football Cup, and shout out to I think his name is Brett or it's Brent, one of the two. He works at Kent County Parks and Rec for spending eighteen dollars on a green screen to take pictures in front of because the green screen that they bought for twelve dollars was not a green screen.
0: So what? What? Why do they need a green screen? What are they putting in the background of that? Oh, uh, they
1: just want to. I don't know. I don't do the whole picture thing, man. All right, cool. So, uh, <laughs> I just know that I just know that they had pieces of green paper taped together, and they spent. The side is is that if you live in a world where technology
0: works, like Canva is this tool that has an automatic background remover of whatever it is, so you don't really need a green screen. No, but I mean, they to go for it. I mean, if they got it, why not? I got eighteen bucks.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Um, oh, I'm, man, I don't, I'm, I'm not taking the pictures.
0: <laughs> um, on this day in soccer history, February twenty fourth, two thousand
1: and seven. Oh, it's an Argentinian on this day in history. It is an Argentinian
0: on this day in history. Uh, Javier Mascherano debuts for Liverpool against Sheffield United after playing briefly at West Ham. Um, yeah, sketchy
1: transfers. Yeah, a little bit. Um, where he was owned by a company and <laughs> yeah it was crazy and not by himself <laughs> yeah so he's there for three years
0: plays 94 games scores one goal and then that pretty much launches his career as far as like on the international scale um meaning like to the like on the club club international scale internationally in Argentina he was always known um his big his big somewhat claimed he has two big things that 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 are memorable for him one, he's one of the few players to ever debut for the Argentina national team first squad before debuting in a first division, like on a first team game for River Plate or any other, you know, any. Yeah. So, so uh, Bielsa puts him in um, in like 2003 and he doesn't actually debut until like 2004. So it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, and then um, his other one, Um, is the fact that he has 147 caps for the national team, which is the most caps of any Argentinian player ever for the men's national team. Staple back there. Yeah, not only that. I mean, again, like it's interesting because it is interesting because as soon as they got rid of him, they won a World Cup. (laughs) Well, he was old. He he was was (laughs) older. It made sense. Um, But what I think, what I find super interesting, is the fact that he's one of the few players that. Was made an entire career um, on the national team, being a a center midfielder, a center defensive midfielder, number six. But he's most famously known in Barcelona for being a center back. Yeah, um, which I thought was interesting because there's that's a huge not a huge difference, but there's a difference there absolutely. So, so yeah, so February twenty fourth, two thousand seven, the uh, match round debuts for for uh for Liverpool against Sheffield United. All right, fair play of the week. Uh doing this one's going to be an interesting one for you I think cuz I don't think you're going to know where this is going. I don't. Do you know who uh cuz I I I'm giving him this player the this fair play of the week just because I learned about this this week. Um do you know who uh Kaoru Mitoma is? No, never heard of him. Karam Mitoma plays for um for Brighton. Okay. He's the one that scored that goal against Liverpool a couple of weeks ago.
1: Nope. You know I'm talking about? nope. No? Okay. He's probably on a soccer field somewhere. Huh? Probably missed the goal. I was probably on a field. So he's
0: the one that like it was it was in that like cup game or whatever. It might have been an FA Cup or whatever it was that he scores like a really, really nice goal. He's like juggled the ball like twice and then scored a goal. Okay. But anyways, so um, so he's from Japan, and um, at eighteen, at eighteen years old, he was offered a contract to play uh, professional soccer, um, and he thought he was like not one hundred percent fully prepared for it, so he decided to hold off of it and continue his, his studies. And so he finished he finishes school. Um, and then he goes to university. He used he and he did a thesis on dribbling. Mm. Yeah. So he did an entire thesis on dribbling. Um he has a uh he has a degree on um oh goodness, where is it? Uh, yeah, so he, his thing was, um, he has something in, um, his degree in like sports medicine and, and nutrition and things like that. So, uh, I just thought it was cool because he had the ability to, to, to to you know go in and play professional soccer, and he decided he wasn't ready yet. So he wanted to finish his studies. um So just the importance of academics. So I thought it was thought it was cool. Cool. Good, good plan. Who's your fair play of the week?
1: Uh, well, I'm just good luck to everybody at the Union Football Cup this weekend. Right. There you go. Refs, I got you some lunch. Good, Chick Fil A on Saturday and Wawa on Sunday. What did you get in from Wawa? I got those little like sub boxes. Subs oh, chips. okay, cool, nice, good stuff. Hopefully, no, one, hopefully no one's vegan on Saturday. <laughs> be a lot of chips, a lot of chips and cookies being eaten. No, never, there.
0: never know, man. Never know. Well, no, if you're vegan, you can't eat the cookies either. Why? Because the chocolate is has milk in it, probably.
1: <laughs> I mean, almond milk, almond milk cookies. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Chips Ahoy, almond brand, almond cookies.
0: Cheap? No, I mean, you know, did you know that Oreos are
1: vegan? They're not. Yeah, Oreos are vegan. Oops, didn't know that. Yeah, So I'd see well- whatever. <laughs>
0: Well, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DE Soccer Podcast. Uh, Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.